Way City Church, located in Woodbridge, Virginia, is led by Pastor Marlon Yearwood and exists to reach the lost and disciple the believer. When pastor asked me to give a message to you this Sunday and also next Sunday, uh, the word that came to me is the blood. The blood. So I gave it a title, uh, There is Power in the Blood. There is Power in the Blood. Uh, so I, I, I have divided it into two, mostly today, uh, just to lay the foundation, we'll go to the Old Testament and see the blood. Before I go there, I want to, I want to read Hebrew 9, 7. It says, uh, but into the second when the high priest, the second sanctuary, it means, but into the second when the high priest alone once every year, not without blood. See, he, the high priest always enters into the second, the holiest place, only through the blood, not without the blood. So when, when we study the Word of God, there is no any other topic that fills the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation like the blood. So God has some, something to say about it. So there, is, there can be no approach to God, uh, no fellowship with Him in faith, no enjoyment of His presence and glory without the blood. And... Uh, in Hebrew 11:4 it says by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous God testifying of his gift his gifts and through it he being dead still speaks by faith Abel Abel by faith Abel offered a better sacrifice in fact, the Bible says excellent sacrifice. What makes his sacrifice excellent? Because he, he brought that um, uh, sacrifice by faith. What does faith mean? It means first faith, the, uh, God has to say something in order to have faith. So God has expressed his will, his wishes that his people has to bring a blood sacrifice to him. That is why the Bible says, by faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice or an excellent sacrifice, a sacrifice of blood. That is the only sacrifice God accepts. Otherwise, there is no favor before God without the blood. And it has to be always by faith. And then uh, it's very interesting when we read the Old Testament that how the, the blood play, uh, plays a very crucial uh, role in order to enter into the presence of God and receive his favor. Uh, after 1,600 years, uh, man became very, very sinful and sin became very rampant and God was really grieved he created uh, the human being. And the Bible says, God said, my spirit shall not strive with man anymore. So that brought judgment before God, uh, before, uh, you know, judgment from God to, to the people there. 
But Noah found grace in the sight of God, and God told him to build an ark. And then after the judgment was over, when he came out of the ark, the first thing he did was on a dry ground, he, gave, uh, he brought a blood sacrifice before God. That's, that's how the new earth was uh, uh, the, uh, uh, cleansed before God. The new earth was cleansed and accepted before God. So always the blood play, plays a very major role. As you know, Abraham, uh, uh, he, 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 God asked him to sacrifice his son, and he brought his son uh, to Mount Moriah, and he went with his um, servants. Uh, it's amazing how, how Abraham uh, really uh, has faith in God, because he told to his uh, servants, my son and me will go to the mountain and we'll sacrifice. And he told them, we'll come back together. We'll come back together. Why? Because Isaac is a gift given from God to him. Whatever God gives, he cannot take. That is not his nature. Once he gives the gift, it is for him. So Abraham believed that even if I sacrifice my son, God will resurrect him and will come together. Uh, but when he, he, he laid him on the, on the altar to sacrifice uh, his son, God said, Abraham, don't do it. I know that you love me more than your son, but there is a substitute. Sacrifice that. Okay? <laughs> it's a good example. A substitute. And uh, then... Uh, they came together. That is how his son was uh, delivered. Because if Isaac was sacrificed, he could not have been resurrected because uh, sin has dominion in his life. So only the sinless one can overcome sin, uh, death. And the other thing is uh, when God wanted to deliver his people from the bondage of uh, Egypt, uh, as you read the, the Bible, especially the first uh, uh, 12 verses of um, uh, Exodus, you see amazing miracles God doing in front of Pharaoh and in front of Egypt. Amazing miracles. Even one of them, uh, it was uh, darkness. The darkness was so thick, you can't touch it. And he did all this, about 19 miraculous things he did. But his people were protected. Pharaoh's uh, heart was hardened. He, he, he didn't let them go free. So finally God said, the only way that you can come out of uh, Egypt's bondage is only through the blood. So he, I ordered Moses, every family let them have a lamb and let them shed uh, its blood and put it on a vessel and let them eat the, the flesh. But he told them, you, you take the blood and uh, uh, sprinkle it on the doorposts and on the lentils, on the lentils and the two doorposts. And God said, when I pass through, when I see the blood, my plague will not come on your house. 
So you'll be protected by the blood, and you'll be delivered by the blood. So it is amazing. Uh, we, you know, it is a process of uh, teaching us how, how the blood is precious before God. So uh, as uh, Moses uh, received this uh, command from God, he told to the, the Israelites, and they did the same thing. And when uh, God's um, uh, plague was coming in, in Egypt, when the plague see the uh, uh, when, when God sees the blood, he passes by. But imagine, if they think that, if they say that, uh, I'm an Israelite, I'm a Jew, I'm a, I'm a, a descendant of Abraham, so the plague cannot uh, attack me. I don't need to uh, sprinkle the blood on the doorpost and the lintel. If they said that, they cannot be uh, spared from the plague. It is only the, play, the blood that can spare them, nothing else. How about if they go out, outside of the, uh, the, the blood, and if they were outside and saying that, I am still Abraham descendant, Abraham descendant, and I am a Jew, the plague will not touch me. You are outside of the cover of the blood. So the, the, there is no... Um, uh, sparing in there. Uh, so we see how, how the blood uh, plays a very uh, major role. And the other thing uh, before I leave the Old Testament, uh, the, God said to Moses, uh, build me a tabernacle. I want to live there among my people. This is God's yearning, God's desire. He wants to live among his people. But in the Old Testament, the sin question was not yet settled before him. But this was his yearning and his desire. That's why he said, uh, uh, um, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. That's God's desire, to live among his people. Among, uh, his, but not without the blood, as we read in Hebrews 9, 7, it says that every year the high priest has to go into the holiest place only through the blood. By taking the blood of an animal, he can face God or he can approach God. There is no any other way. And that blood is for his own sin and for the sin of the people. So, uh, God uh, forgives his people, and then uh, they are cleansed, and for the whole year, it, they are covered. But their conscience, I don't think their conscience will, will be uh, cleansed, because the Bible says it atones, the animal's blood atones. That means it covers them. It, it covers them, but it's not a, a cleans their conscience. Uh, and it is God's holiness, God's righteousness, and God's glory which demands that a sinless life should be given, given to human beings, to us. 
sinless. It's God's because when we sin again, we sin against His holiness. We sin against His glory. We sin against His righteousness. No animal blood can cleanse us. You see, now we are coming to, to, the, to the New Testament briefly. Today, I want you to, to see uh, uh, in the New Testament uh, what, how God sees the blood. First of all, uh, when John the Baptist saw Jesus coming, he, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. That takes away. Before, it was atoning, covering. But here, the blood of Jesus takes away the sins of the world. And also, the, the, the blood before God is very precious. The blood of Jesus Christ is very precious. Here it says in uh, 1 Peter uh, 18 and 19, 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, 18 19, it says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without spot. With the precious. It is the Holy Spirit that says that. That means God honors the blood of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and even says it, it is precious before God. So uh, it is a special blood, uh, through the eternal spirit shed, and God has honored him and uh, accepted uh, his blood. And, and uh, uh, and also in uh, John 6, 53 and 56, it says like this, except ye drink his blood, he ha ye, ye have no life in you. I just paraphrased it, the flesh and blood. But except you drink his blood, ye have no life in you. He that, drinks blood, he that drinks my blood has everlasting life. My blood is drink indeed. Indeed, he that drinks the, uh, my blood dwells in me and I, and I in him. So, look, the blood of Jesus Christ that it's on, it doesn't only cleanses us, but it gives us eternal life. The God kind of life, the Zoe life, the uncreated life. So that's why Jesus said when I, his purpose to come uh, to this world is to give you life, life more abundantly. What we need, first of all, more than anything, we need life. We need life. Because uh, the Bible says, you know, the day you eat that fruit, that forbidden fruit, you shall surely die. So as far as God is concerned, all human race, until they come to the, to the cross, always he sees us as dead people. Because the Bible says, in your trespasses and sins, you were dead. Of course, we, we can go, move around, but as far as God is concerned, we were dead. The Bible uh, uh, tells us there are about three kinds of death. One is uh, spiritual death, as the Bible says. All of us, when we come to this world, we bring that spiritual death. death because sin has killed our spirit. Our spirit cannot communicate with the Holy God because it is dead. You see? 
So what it needs is that eternal life, Zoe life. When we give our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, when we received him as our Savior, then the Holy Spirit brings the life of God, the Zoe life, the uncreated life of God and put in our spirit. Then we became alive and living. That's the first thing uh, uh, when we receive Jesus, the, what the Holy Spirit does when we receive the forgiveness of sins. The next thing is we receive eternal life. And the other thing is, uh, it is amazing. Now, what we need, the second one is because of our sin, we are in guilt and condemnation, condemnation before God. So uh, God gives us as a gift also the, his own righteousness through the Lord Jesus Christ. So we became righteous when we received Jesus. It's not my performance that made me righteous, but it is a gift given to me. My righteousness, my good works, my obeying the law is like a filthy rag. It's not accepted. First, the righteousness of God has to come to me through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the Bible says, He is our redemption. He is our sanctification. He is our righteousness. And He is our wisdom before God. So, it is a person. My righteousness before God is a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. My sanctification is a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. When we receive Jesus, we became righteous before God. What does that mean? <laughs> when God sees us, sees us Jesus in us. So <laughs> that is why we cannot be condemned. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Because God sees Jesus in us. And his righteousness is our righteousness. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. Um, this is amazing truth. Yeah, I always love to, to preach this. This is the gospel to me. The gospel. Jesus has paid it all. There is nothing we can add. We just receive. And Christ, who, who is the hope of glory in us, we are complete in him. Before God, we are complete in him. After that, I live a holy life because it is easier. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. Okay? I live that life because Jesus is in me. I have that grace, that ability to live that life. It's amazing, wonderful. Uh, it's good you don't have any clock here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just uh, want to read a few verses because uh, next time I'm going to give you eight, eight things the blood of Jesus does to us. Eight things from the New Testament. But I want to go a little bit to the New Testament. I want to read um, some verses. Um, Hebrew uh, chapter 9 uh, from 11. To 14, I want to read from 11 to 14. But Christ being, uh, being come and high priest, I'm reading from the 
the King James Version, I think. But Christ being come and a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands. That is to say, not of this building. That is it's not earthly building. When he was resurrected in the resurrection morning, when Mary Magdalene came, he told her, don't touch me. Because he said, I have not gone to the Father. Uh, because he, he was going to take the blood, his own blood, into that, in heaven, into that holiest place, taking that blood. If God accepts that blood, that means he has accepted us. If he has accepted his son in that holiest place, God the Father, that means he representing us, he entered into that holiest place. He, that means he has accepted us. So... Um, a better, uh, a better tabernacle. That's why it says a better tabernacle. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. It's not temporary redemption. It's not uh, until I fall next time. No, as far as God is concerned, his work is eternal. What Jesus did on the cross when he shed his blood and in his resurrection, he obtained for us eternal redemption. Our redemption is eternal. For if the blood of bulls and and of goats and ashes of uh, an ephah sprinkled, uh, sprinkling the unclean sanctifies the uh, sanctifies to the purif- to, to the purifying of the flesh how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God purge our conscience from dead works to serve the living God how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit it's a very unique blood when we read from First uh, um, Peter chapter one, it says, "Precious, God consider it. It is precious. The blood of Jesus is precious to him. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, without spot to God, purge our conscience from dead works to serve the living God?" Uh, let me tell you one thing. The most successful weapon the enemy used against God's people is guilt and condemnation. Guilt and condemnation. And whenever that guilt and condemnation comes, we agree with the enemy. That's very uh, unfortunate, very sad. Because uh, as I read to you, <laughs> as long as we are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. Guilt and condemnation is not the work of the Holy Spirit. Remember this. It is the Holy Spirit convicts us, okay? But guilt and condemnation is used by the enemy. But what is the the answer when the the enemy um, uh, accuses you and fills you with guilt and condemnation and your emotion is uh, hurt and you are in depression? What, what, what we need to do is to go back to the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just 
to forgive us of all our sins and to cleanse us from all our righteousness. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. Okay? Uh, as, as long as I ask forgiveness, I am forgiven at that very moment. Because, look, whatever our sins, how in the first place there is no big sin, small sin as far as God is concerned. He is holy, there is no big sin and small sin. Whatever we call small sin and before God it is equally sin. But uh, and it equally demands the blood of Jesus to be for the forgiveness. So whatever our sin, the blood of Jesus Christ is infinitely greater than our sins. Why? God has fully accepted it. What is the price of the blood of Jesus? God has given the ultimate price. So the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all our sins. Once I, I ask forgiveness, I'm cleansed. Now, when the enemy comes to accuse me, I, can, I, I shouldn't listen to him. I say, devil, listen. The Bible says, the word of God, the Bible says, if I confess my sins, he is just and faithful to forgive all my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I am forgiven. I, there is no sin. Even God says, I will never remember it. In this new covenant, God cannot remember our sins. So that's what the blood does. It is, it is wonderful, you know. Uh, it's good that we, we feel uh, guilty and condemned. It's good that shows that we are born again Christians because sin is foreign for us. If any man is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. We have become partakers of the divine nature of God. God's one, his nature, one of his natures is his holy. So we have become partakers of his holiness. So sin is foreign for us. That is why we feel condemned and we feel guilty. But once we confess that sin, as far as God is concerned, it's over. We are forgiven and we shouldn't remember it. So that, that's how we should train our, our mind, our brain to think like uh, uh, what the Word of God says, you know. We have to be changed by, changed by the renewing of our mind. What does that mean? I have to live not anymore with what the devil says, not anymore what my unrenewed mind says, or the circumstance says, or my feeling says. The only truth, a sure foundation that I should stand is the word of God. Once I confess, it is forgiven. No, no more remembered before God. That's, that's what the Bible says, you know. So, uh, then the, when it says our conscience will be cleansed and then we serve the living God. And uh, the last one I want to read uh, uh, Hebrew 10 uh, just verse 11 and 14, 17 and 19 and I will finish. And every priest standing daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice which can never take away sins. I, as I told you, you know, the Old Testament 
It doesn't take away sins. It covers. Even if, if God forgives them, it's because he see his uh, son's blood. It is just like a down payment. And for, one, for by one offering, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Who perfected us? It's Jesus. For by one offering, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. That's why the Bible says in Colossians, you are complete in him. As far as God is concerned, when he sees us, he sees us complete because he sees his son in us. Uh, so we are perfected forever. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Finally, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Now he is saying we are entering into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Where is the holiest? In heaven. The ultimate goal of the blood of Jesus Christ is to take us into that holiest place. Can you imagine heaven? When I think of heaven, it is uh, where God's infinite power is, where God's infinite glory is, where God's infinite majesty, uh, everything. You know, when God, God gave us the Bible, he has infinitely limited himself. But in heaven, his infinite power, infinite glory, and his infinite majesty, holiness is there. But even in heaven... There is what is called the holiest place. No angelic being entered there. It is particularly given to the human race, the fallen human race that are redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. And that is why we enter even there finally. The blood of Jesus Christ will take us into that holiest place. We enter there by the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ that washes us and cleanses us and made us whole before God. That's why the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation. You shouldn't be condemned. Rejoice. Yes, ask God forgiveness. That's over. As far as God is concerned, <laughs> it's, it's over. Because the price is paid past, present, even future sin. It's paid. Once when we know these kind of things, it will uh, prompt us to live a holy life, a separated life. How, how amazing God is, how he loves us, how he is gracious to us. So uh, may the Holy Spirit uh, unveil the blood more and more as you meditate upon it. God bless you. Next week, uh, eight things that the, whole, the blood does for us will study from the word of God. Be blessed. We'd love to hear from you. Visit us at thewaycitychurch.org.